Welcome to Cinema Marketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. Uh, I'm Mike, and I'm joined again at the end of the month by my two closest movie-hating buddies. Why don't you introduce <laughs> yourselves? Oh, I'm Lewis. I'm I'm Lewis. Hi. Hello. And I'm Anthony. Um, I fucking hate movies. <laughs> and we hate movies. <laughs> now we're not going to steal uh, their bit. Uh, but anyway, we're here at the end of the month to talk about all of the significant movie marketing news that came out. Uh, and this month was so jam-packed with trailers and Comic-Con <laughs> that basically that's just going to be the bulk of what we talk about. We got some other little news stories here and there, but... Uh, we're going to start out with a uh, classic favorites. Uh, we're going to talk about the criterion announcements first. Uh, we usually save them for the end, but I figure let's just get them out of the way earlier at this point. And I think that'll probably be a better way to structure the show. Then we'll move into all the trailers and then the big comic con news at the end. So, uh, it's going to be a long one. So strap in, even though it doesn't sound like it's going to be that much, but anyway, so the criterion announcements are for this month, kind of a big month, uh, for this one. Yeah. So they announced, the 4K for Lost Highway, which had been heavily rumored about, like, when is David this yeah. David Lynch movie going to come to Criterion? And uh, they announced the 4K. The cover is just, like, the standard poster, and it's like, come on, that could have been something a little more creative, but whatever. We still got Lost Highway. I still have not seen this movie, but it's one of those ones where it's like, I have enough Lynch Criterions. I, I feel like I could, I have enough faith in it that I could just blind buy it and uh, I'll, I'll feel safe. <laughs> yeah. I also, we should make a note. These are the October releases that they, they announced. Yeah. So yeah. And, and for October, they got some horror spooky themed movies. I'm sure Lost Highway is a little creepy, crawly a little too, but then we got, uh, a previously released movie, but uh, they announced a 4K uh, of The Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, man. And I'm so fucking excited. I actually, I got to see this this restoration in 4K uh, in theaters, uh, and it's just gorgeous. Like, it's, I, you know, it's the same restoration that they did for the last uh, Criterion release on, like, the Blu-ray and DVD that they did, like, two years ago. Um but I seeing it in its full like 4K glory, it, it's absolutely stunning and incredible yeah, it, considering, you know, how fucked the original materials got after a while. So definitely going to be picking that one up. Yeah, especially from you, because you have the original, the uh, the Blu-ray of the same one already. But it's like you're <laughs> like, I, I, I'm feeling like I need to get this oh, uh, yeah. uh, anyway. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Um, and then another one, Lewis, I know another one that you uh, have championed for a while is uh, La Llorona, not the curse of La Llorona, no. but the Guatemalan film. It has nothing to do with the Conjuring universe. Um, it's a it's a horror movie second and primarily like just about like a Guatemalan civil war and just the atrocities that occurred uh, during that. Uh, it's phenomenal, disturbing, uh, sometimes creepy, but just just a really like wonderful political thriller uh at points uh i i can't recommend it enough i'm so happy that criterion picked it up it's also the first uh like shutter movie that <laughs> is being released by criterion so that's kind of cool um i i definitely like if you haven't seen it like it's so worth checking out uh it, it's not at all what you would expect from a la llorona movie no, yeah. You, when you were talking up this movie when you first saw it, I was like, "All right, I got to get around to seeing that sometime." This is a good and and then the other ones we have Eve's Bayou, which Lewis, I think you've uh, met mentioned before. Yeah, man, this is one that's been like missing from physical media for a while. Like, I think like since like the '90s, um, when it, when the film like originally came out. I don't know too much about it. Just that like people have been kind of clamoring for uh, another physical release. Um, and it's actually they're premiering the Criterion restoration of it at the uh, Martha's Vineyard African-American Film Festival this year, uh, which is next month, uh, I believe, or August. Um, so I'm I'm really interested in checking this out. I think this is going to be a blind buy for me. All right, sweet. And then the last movie is Cure. Uh, yeah, this so is a beloved horror flick uh, that I embarrassingly know like nothing about that will also be a blind buy for me just because everyone i've seen like talk about these announcements this has been the standout for them is cure this has been like a long awaited uh release they i think they've already re they released like a dvd of this a while ago but they're finally moving up the blu-ray and people are 
really stoked. So I'm, I'm looking forward to checking this one out too. All right. Yep. So those those exciting criterion announcements for this month for for October. So <laughs> looking up, looking forward to uh, to Halloweeny season to get some of these. All right. Now let's get into um, some of the big the big trailers. We'll start out with the biggest uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The fact that like I think like the day before this trailer came out, I was I was saying I was like there's no way this movie's coming out this year because it's just like <laughs> all the production woes and delays and like the problems on set that we've been hearing about. I was like, this movie's just going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, and, and for me as biggest number one Marvel hater on this, sh- on the show. Um, although Anthony, you could, he could probably rival me uh, in that area. I, I, I despise it. <laughs> yeah. But this trailer made me realize something that I always knew, but it's like, oh, yeah, Black Panther was an actual movie. Like, I was yeah. so used to all of these Marvel movies. They all just look like this. These trailers, they all, all look the same. They're all like, you know, heavily green screened and like bad corny jokes. And listen, the first Black Panther movie had its fair share of like kind of bad CGI and like uh, corny jokes here and there. But like the movie as a whole is so much more like. And, and like a bigger grander grander scale and has like this air of importance about it and like you know wants to be like you know an actual like big epic that yeah, like a lot of these especially a lot of these recent marvel movies just have no aspirations for yeah i mean, I mean just like structurally it was it was unique uh just scale wise you're right like and then also just seeing like the cultural impact that it had when it came out like it was worth talking about for that reason but yeah, I mean, I was in the same boat as you for a while where I was like, I'm like, I don't give a shit about this movie because it sounds like this production has been such a nightmare. I can't imagine it being good. This is one of the best trailers I've ever seen. It is a phenomenal fucking trailer. And wow, I didn't think I'd ever be excited to see Namor on screen. But Ryan Coogler is doing something fucking magical with uh, that character. Uh, and you know, look, if Letitia Wright winds up being Black Panther in it, whatever, uh, I think this is going to be like a really, really special flick. I'm I'm really excited for it. Yeah, man, what, do you have anything to say about this one? Uh, no, it looks nothing else besides what you said. I, I, I hate Marvel movies. I wasn't even that big of a fan of Black Panther. Like, I liked it. It was a competent film. I was one of those people who thinks it shouldn't have gotten nominated for Best Picture. I think mm. that was kind of ridiculous. But um, it was a fun film. I enjoyed it. And this looks even better. This one looks just based on the based on the trailer. I think I'm going to enjoy this one a bit more. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I think I kind of swore off Marvel, in, uh, at least for the past couple of years, like in the post end game where it's like, all right, all these movies just kind of feel like filler. And I don't care about this interconnected universe anymore. And I'm not watching any of these shows. So I don't really have any reason to watch this. But this and the first movie seem so self-contained to their own franchise that I'm like, I could just watch this as a direct sequel to Black Panther and feel satisfied. Yeah. Um, and and also because another feat where it looks like getting me to care about a Black Panther movie that doesn't have Chadwick Boseman or Michael B. Jordan, and but yet still managed to make me at least care at least the characters that were introduced in the first movie lupita nyong'o angela bassett um even leticia wright <laughs> even though despite uh, some of the you know the the problematic elements about uh her as her as a person <laughs> at yeah. this point but um you know it looks like there's again like this this reverence the music choices it starts out with no woman no cry then transitions into all right by kendrick lamar like what a what a what a genius concept yeah man i i mean like i'm also just you know excited for like lupita nyong'o like kind of have like a bigger role in this because she couldn't really in in the original black panther so i'm hoping that like we really get to focus on her and and that family the fact like i'm watching this and i like don't care if we ever actually see a black panther in this movie at all like it just it, it felt so irrelevant by the end of the trailer like when they showed like you know, that that shot at the very end of uh, just the, the claws coming out or whatever. I'm like, hey, who gives a shit? Like the, the rest of this looks amazing. That Angela Bassett line delivery that we get is. Yeah, so it's also it also does imply that that T'Challa died in universe as well. Oh, so, yeah. Well, we know that. Yeah. 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 I just I just didn't know when like I don't think that they had really like discuss that yet in like any of in universe in any of these movies yet so it was one like just wondering like how are they gonna 
how are they going to address that? Yeah. And also, I got to say, Tena Huerta as Namor, the way they're infusing him with like this Aztec kind of culture, it just it seems like a stroke of genius. I'm uh, I can't I can't wait. All right. Yep. All right. So now let's move on to the next uh, <laughs> comic book, funny book, uh, action figure movie, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, so I did not see the first Shazam movie. I think it's the only DCU movie that I haven't seen. Um, not for any like reason. I didn't have like a protest against it. It's yeah. just like I never I just never got around to it. And I didn't really care that much. Um, and this trailer going off of everything that I said about the about the Black Panther trailer, where I'm like, wow, this looks like, you know, really like you know like you know reverent and feels big and and epic and this one this one feels like marvel shit like this feels like all of the things that i i was like like that i dread about all superhero movies it looks very overly green screen very corny a lot of bad jokes i don't really care about this movie <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm with you man I, I i don't give a shit i maybe i would care if they were like actually gonna do like shazam versus black adam but no nothing about yeah. it does it for me I haven't seen Shazam. I was vaguely interested in it, but I have no interest in the sequel. It doesn't look that good. Yeah, I, I saw Shazam. I'm guessing the only one here uh, did not care for it. Uh, really dropped. I the can't ball say I didn't me. care for it. I didn't see it. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, more sequels uh, and and nerd shit. Clerks three, the long awaited sequel, the the capper to the clerks trilogy. Um, <laughs> it's Kevin Smith making more. When is he going to make Moose Jaws? When is Moose Jaws coming? Never. It's never happening. Moose Jaws is like a joke. <sighs> I was so I have every every so often whenever Kevin Smith has a new movie coming out I go onto his IMDb and I look up upcoming projects and I see Moose Jaws on there just hanging and out, I just yeah. think what what could have been <laughs> yeah now he's got like an NFT movie coming out and shit I'm like what happened to you but no, yeah Kevin Smith is uh <laughs> Kevin Smith uh, he he always has been a loser but uh I, like <laughs> I I love him for that but oof but like I gotta say I'm I'm on board for this I bought my ticket for Clerks three opening day and like a fathom event i think um you know i'm i'm looking forward to it I, I think this looks like fun i think it's like a it looks like an interesting meta narrative where they're basically shooting the first Cler clerks movie within the film and i also know that like and i don't know if this is the draft that he's using but i've heard that he has a draft of clerks three that is just morbidly depressing like <laughs> like suicide inducing like sad and I'm hoping some of that made it into whatever script that they shot for this. So, you know, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I mean, even in Clerks 2, there's like some sort of like self-realization existentialism where like, well, look at how fucking old we are and we're still doing this job. And now it's like 20 years later. And so that and they look visibly like depressingly older. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think it's like. Because like the concept, like the, the second movie where they like just went and worked at a fast food restaurant, it's like at this one, this one feels like, yeah, taking taking influence from like, you know, the way that most like reboot sequels are where it's like we got to go back to the roots, do yeah. the classic things that were re recognizable from the first movie. They make references to like how they used to make jokes about Star Wars and they're like, oh, we can't do that now because Disney will sue us or whatever. But <laughs> it's all right like it's a, it's a, it's also one of those things where it's like the first clerks movie did just kind of feel like some dude because yeah, he is like some dude with his friends just got a camera yeah. and just shot bullshit whereas like this one feels it's like yeah it's like it didn't it, it was never intended to be like this big franchise no yeah <laughs> like but a, i have to say like i feel like kevin smith's kind of come full circle in that regard like He's kind of back down to, you know, he made Clerks. That was that like, that big like indie hit that like really like blew up at Sundance. And then he was just like skyrocketed into the sphere that he had no business being in. Like he was he was trying like he, he got pulled into like Hollywood, Hollywood. And that's never where he belonged. And then like, I don't know, a couple of failed movies ago, like maybe five failed movies ago, he just like pulled himself out of that and started making like low budge like bizarro weirdo bullshit and a lot of it's bad don't get me wrong like there's yoga hosers out there which is unforgivable but like i don't know red state's a fucking great movie uh i i really like tusk like i, I think he has some fun stuff and i like that he doesn't really take himself too seriously uh so i'm curious to see if that like kind of indie spirit comes through in, in clerks 3 
Yeah, do you have any? Yeah, do you have anything uh, to add about? Well, Fox? I initially thought it was a bad idea until I saw the trailer. I told you, I think uh, I'm not a huge like. I love the first Clerks. I would argue I'm not really a huge Kevin Smith fan. I said he hasn't made a good movie in 20 years. Um, and you know, I, I hate the release cycle for Kevin Smith movies because it's always like there's hype online, like. Oh, for example, it's like, oh, my God, there's going to be a new Jay and Silent Bob animated movie. And then it comes out, it gets released in 10 theaters and it's bad. <laughs> and then nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, I guess the last thing he made before this was the. The, the last Jay and Silent, Jay and Bob, Silent reboot. Bob thing. Yeah, which I, I couldn't even finish. It, it, it's it's terrible. I didn't even bother watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, let's move on to more sequels. Uh, this one is a little shorter of a tease. John Wick 4. Um, I really enjoyed the first three John Wick movies. I think two is a fantastic action movie. The stunts, the action, the the fight choreography. It's all great. The neon lighting. It's a lot of great stuff. Three is also very entertaining. Probably like the best stunt choreography of the series, even though like, you know, it starts to wear itself out a little bit. And I was kind of, I think that's where I was. I was a little disappointed at the end of three that it's like, Oh, they're going to keep elongating this. Like I was expecting three to be like, all right, let's, let's, let's close this out with a bang. And then it's like, Oh, we're going to elongate this for another one. It's like, all right, how many more people can this guy fight? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. There, there's no reason for there to be four of these movies. And I'm sure there's going to wind up being like nine of them before, <laughs> before they're done, done. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Watching this trailer, I, I said to you guys when we were watching it, like this, you could tell me this is a trailer for any of the John Wick movies and I would believe you like it, it just looks like more John Wick. Yeah, Which, I've yeah. only seen the first John Wick, but I don't think I missed anything. I mean, John yeah. Wick 2 is like, I mean, maybe slightly better than John Wick, but you didn't really. I mean, it's not like you're missing any story things. It's just like, oh, shit, how much higher up this chain of command is he going to go yeah. go killing? It's it's <laughs> it's it's Crumbopulous Michael. Oh, shit. Here I go killing again. Crumbopulous Michael. Did you just make a fucking Rick and Morty reference in hey, the year of our Lord 2022? It's season one to two of Rick and Morty still based. It's it, it's it's like referencing seasons one through five of Family Guy. It's still good. Yeah. Yeah, or seasons one through ten of The Simpsons. Yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure this will be a fine action movie, but I think, like you said, I'm waiting to see like what what is the hook for this one. Like in the second movie, you got Ruby Rose, you got like some of these like the visuals. The third one, it's like, all right, we're following up the cliffhanger from the second movie where he's on the run and everybody's after him. This one, it's just like they're going after him again. It's like what 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 is the pull for this one? <laughs> Is it still his dog? Is that like still the thing? No, no, that that, that was the end of the first movie. Like that they they stopped with that after a while. Could you tell it's a long? It's a long time since I've seen the first, first movie. fucking movie. Yeah, been a long time. Yeah. All right, another movie that's been it's been a long time. It's been thirty years with this series with the with this strife this this battle this these two these two legends Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers all comes to an end in halloween ends mike i have to applaud you for that transition that was very yeah. beautiful <laughs> yeah uh i i enjoyed the first halloween reboot movie when it came out um i thought i was like just surprised that they made a competent slasher out of halloween again um i never saw halloween kills and from all accounts it's bad and yeah. just judging from this trailer i'm like so so is this whole movie what this these three movies have been leading up to is that this last movie just kind of looks like Laurie and Michael throwing fisticuffs at each other for an hour, which was kind of like the ending of like the first reboot movie, you know, where like they yeah. they have their confrontation and then like in this and then Halloween kills like Laurie's just laid up in a hospital bed the entire movie doing jack shit while uh, her daughter and granddaughter are out causing mischief with, with michael myers and now it's just like yeah we're back at the first one and they're fighting again and yeah it seems like this was the pull for all three movies it's like laurie strode versus michael myers and then that's the second movie oh shit they're he's yeah. coming back for her and then the third movie it's like all right they're fighting and this is the end this time and even in the title it's halloween ends here's the thing don't care about this i will see it I will definitely wind up going to the theater and watching it. It will get me back if somehow this ties into Halloween three. If if we get like Tom Atkins, who's just old as dirt now, hobbling out 
with like a mask full of worms screaming about evil commercials <laughs> for no reason. I'll be so happy. That's no, a five I think star movie. You're, you're more right likely there. to get something like that in the in the uh, WNUF seat. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get to that we, later we on. Time right. for that one, baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm the Segway guy. I know the the progression. I'm not jumping ahead. Oh, I'm you, not... think I'm, you think I'm looking at the doc and I'm not? You you actually think I'm reading the doc and not uh, retagging Looney Tunes episodes on my Plex server right now? Come on. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, all right. Well, you know, uh, this is also. I'd say that this reboot series is a lot better than the Rob Zombie Halloween uh, series, uh, and. <laughs> We could that look to the evidence that Rob Zombie is a bad filmmaker by the trailer for his new film, The Monsters. Looks like a fucking nostalgia critic video. It really I, you, know, it, you, you told me and I didn't believe you. And then I saw the trailer and I'm like, son of a bitch, he's right. This is a nostalgia critic video. I said on Twitter when this trailer first came out, I was like, it looks like Universal handed Rob Zombie thirty five dollars and a meatball sub and said, go make a Monsters. <laughs> And, <laughs> and the meatball sub was the entire craft services budget uh, and, it, and it's a, and it's not even a good meatball sub no, it's, it's a from subway. subway it's a subway meatball sub uh yeah, this dude, is insane how low budge this looks all things considered it's ugly as shit uh it also like doesn't have the kids from the show in it. It's like a uh, a monster's origin story, which no one fucking wants. Oh, it's monster's origin story, and the monsters go to the real world, and you know you haven't seen that trope ever, yeah. right? No, and it's also it's like because there are parts in the trailer where it's like it shows them in black and white, and I'm like, this looks perfectly fine. Why they had to go with this ugly neon garish yeah. color scheme everything it, is fucking rainbow it looks like it, it looks like fucking i don't even know how to explain no, it. it it just looks like a it looks like a friggin mini golf course like yeah. i don't understand <laughs> it i mean i guess like people saying like intentionality where it's like i guess like the the cheesiness what, is, intentionally bad like what like the fuck? i guess like i guess like the the cheesy like elvira style of like you know like cheesy horror movie nah, tropes. Elvira's like, movie I, looks no, so much bro, better. You don't this. get it. It's supposed to be ugly. It's supposed yeah. to look bad. That's the biggest. I hate that. I, I hate that. That's a common thing. Now that's such a fucking cop out. Like it's supposed to be shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It, it looks really. It looks really painful. Like I. I could never imagine myself watching this. Like oh, almost. I'm gonna watch not. It. I don't even know if I'd get anything out of it if we were like doing it as a group, like for shit watching. I don't no, even know. It would probably be just boring. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. So now let's move out of the uh more more low budget indie filmmaking. But this one is on more of a probably more of a lighthearted uh uh you know summer tale. Uh, is a movie that I saw uh at virtually at Sundance this past year called Summering. It was directed by James Ponsolt, who directed The Spectacular Now, and uh, a movie that I know is very close to Anthony's heart. Uh, the end of the tour, right, which. Yep. Uh, and uh, Summering is uh, about these four teenage girls who are like on the verge of middle school and they have like this one last summer together and they and it's basically stand by me. They they, they discover a dead body in the woods and they're trying to like, you know, put to go on a little mystery of like who this guy was and like all this stuff. And I think it was a very sweet movie. It's kind of summer coming of age movie kind of reminded me of like. Uh, Kings of Summer uh, from a, a couple years ago, which uh, I, I I like these types of movies, and it, it got very very like unnecessarily savaged at Sundance. It's Did got it like really? a, yeah, it got like forties on Rotten Tomatoes at this wow. point from Sundance reviews. Just, people are very unkind to it. I was like, it's a very I think it's kind of I, I don't know maybe it's just that I have a soft spot for movies like this. I think it was uh, actually I thought it was a very nice movie and I the trailer came out. It has a release date for August 12th. So I figured that like I might as well shout out this movie that I saw and I think deserves a little bit of love. I, yeah, I, I, I saw the trailer. It looks uh, fun. you know, uh, it looked it looked good. It looks good. I'll, yeah. I might give it a watch. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how uh, relatable or anything it might be to to I guess people of our demographic who we were never I mean we were certainly teenagers of there but there are certainly like you know some lived experiences that you know are not ours that we wouldn't be able to yeah directly relate to but I think it was a, a very nice wholesome movie that I I enjoyed 
Um, another movie I enjoyed, not as wholesome though. Uh, earlier this year, uh, Ty West's X, which uh, me and Lewis saw at the Alamo Draft House on my birthday, and uh, we had yeah, we had a fun time. It was a really fun throwback slasher movie, uh, and already in the same year, we announced a a prequel spinoff called Pearl. Which is going to be a, 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 yeah, a prequel origin story of the old lady from X, played by Mia Goth, um, who was played by Mia Goth in the original movie. Yeah. Which also, yeah, just a, a real feat of like uh, makeup transformation uh, and like you know special effects to be able to make Mia Goth look like that old and have it be that convincing. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'll give this movie a shot. I never really cared to have a spin-off prequel origin story of x but i'll give it especially since ty west is doing it i'll i'll see this it, it, yeah, it certainly I looks think the in the same cool. vein of like it's throwback grindhouse 70s horror movie so yeah i'm excited yeah no I'm, I'm i'm really down for it i really liked x i thought the character was interesting i did leave that movie kind of wanting to know more about her so when they announced this, I was I was pretty happy. And it's also just like a, a fascinating, like quintessential fucking like pandemic kind of movie. Like he wrote the script for this because he had to quarantine for two weeks when he flew into another country. So he didn't have anything to do but write. So he, he just sat down and wrote this origin story for the character that I guess he got pretty attached to. And he also had access to still all the sets from X. So he was like, oh, I'm not letting any of this go to waste. So he he wrote it quickly they shot it and uh you know what good on him for it because this actually looks i think like a pretty solid slasher uh, yeah I, I, and especially like right now i'm in the same year of like we're getting x and pearl meanwhile later on we're gonna get two sequels from the same franchise in less than a year and i'm gonna be like come on but <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right and the last trailer we have to talk about is we finally got a full-length trailer for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and I'm gonna cream my pants. Yeah, it dude, this so good. Yeah, it's yeah, it looks like everything I thought it would look like. It's a, a stop motion Guillermo del Toro movie. It looks really weird and fucked up, uh, but also like kind of like kind of I guess whimsical and it, like it's cute. So, it's cute. Yeah, yeah. And, and how Pinocchio is like actually like a like he's actually a wooden puppet whereas like i think we could say compared to like the the disney movie where he like he kind of just looks like a marionette like he doesn't look like made of wood in that yeah in that sense i think on but, the previous episode of uh <laughs> of market research where we covered the trailer for the, the live action reboot of pinocchio from disney plus i was like he looks like a cop i hate that i hate that fucking design for pinocchio he fucking sucks and this guy looks awesome like like an actual puppet someone would buy actually made of wood yeah no i think the textures and the 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 voiceover from ewan mcgregor uh i'm i think this is gonna be uh it, it looks like it's gonna be great netflix with their their animated movies it's like they, they they're doing them great i've heard a lot of great things about the sea beast yeah um i have friends who who have taught who have seen that and are really pumped pumped about it so they, they're, they're doing some interesting stuff uh too bad that the rest of their catalog is garbage but anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right so out of out of trailers now we got a, a a few short little uh movie news before we get to the big uh thing at the end so in the vein of Disney remakes and live action, uh, they're going ahead with a live action Lilo and Stitch remake. And it sounds that sounds really bad, uh, but they have attached Dean Fleischer Camp, the director of Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And I really listen. I, I it, it does pain me that it's like as soon as this guy made his first feature length movie, he just gets swooped up by Disney to make their live action bullshit. Um, but. Uh, I will be money, man. You know, like yeah. fucking. I mean, how long was yeah. he working on this movie for a 24 that probably gave him no fucking money? You know, let him let him sell out a little bit. Yeah. And I'll say like if it, uh, you know what, if if I, I'm not lying when I said that Marcel the shell with shoes on 
uh, had me crying in the theater uh, and really? it's my favorite movie of the year. So uh, I and you know what? I think at best case scenario, I'm like, hopefully this could be like in the, uh, at least of the same quality as like Peach Dragon, which is another one that gave an A24 director money to make a live action reboot. Yeah, Peach and Dragon it was fucks. good. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is I, I'm just like, what the fuck is this live action stitch going to look like? And I, I'm I am little... the most excited about that because I, I think if they can. F- I don't know. It worries me having seen that Pinocchio trailer where they just took the 2D drawing of Pinocchio and made it a 3D model and it looks like shit. Um, I hope they don't do that with Stitch. I I, I hope they make him more menacing and like monstrous, uh, kind of like close to what they did with like Pete's dragon who like, you know, didn't look like this like chubby, jovial little dragon like he did in uh, the original film. He looked like a little bit more of a actual like living being so I'm, I'm hoping they can incorporate some of that into this i i honestly like i'm i'm pretty on board for this i i have kind of no reason not to be i really love lilo and stitch i think it's one of my favorite of the disney movies um oh it's great and i think a live action movie in that setting uh can be really cool it really i think it's going to boil down to um what those visual effects for stitch look like um how much they steer into like the other alien characters that kind of come to earth and then the, the whoever, whoever the cast is lilo has got to like really be like a very very good young yeah. actress and whoever um, they cast as nani better be thick as fuck <laughs> ariana debose <laughs> oh, oh my, like, that is the perfect casting. holy shit yeah, that is, dude, that's that's unironically amazing. That's like they have, perfect. they wouldn't do it though. She's not Hawaii. Yeah, she's they not Hawaii. They shouldn't Hawaii. do it. But oof, they shouldn't. Mommy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I listen. I don't. I don't have a, a running. Uh, I don't have a running sheet of like the nationalities of most actors in Hollywood. So I don't really know if I could pick off the top of my head uh, who would be able to fit name that. a Hawaiian actor aside from like The Rock. Oh, actually, yeah, you know what? The, the, the no, Rock is you know Samoan. What? He's not Hawaiian. Oh, he's Samoan. You're right. You're right. right. Well, uh, and he was already I, in a Disney movie. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know what? I actually, realistically, what they're gonna do is they're probably gonna cast um, whoever played Moana. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm. I don't know yeah. who that is. I think she's uh, also Samoan. I could be wrong. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway, well, we'll 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 keep up with the Lilo and Stitch news as that comes along. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, it actually, uh, does come out. Unlike the Popeye movie. Yeah, man. Uh, by don't remind me. Fucking, I was really holding out hope for a long time for this fucking Popeye movie, man. Like, I don't know, it was like seven years ago, uh, and actual like, it- animated sequence is released online from yep. Genny Tarkovsky, and it looks incredible. It looks like the kind of animation we hadn't seen in fucking years. Is and- it is that rumor true that it didn't get made, Sony turned it down for the Emoji movie instead? Yeah, that, from what I understand, that is correct. <clears throat> The Emoji yeah, I mean, movie wasn't even fun to make fun of. It was just... I mean, I, I don't really know if the timeline works that way where it's like they had to choose between either Emoji or Popeye and they, like, pulled the lever for for Emoji instead. Well, I think it's well, just it's like... it's not that. I think they diverted funding. They yeah, wanted... Yeah, yeah. They had to fund a movie and they're like, okay, this Popeye movie, shelve it. We're going to take the money and put it toward the Emoji. Yeah, because what we find out... So the entire animatic of this movie was released online and they have an animatic of the entire hour and 25 minutes that this movie was going to run this 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 wasn't like a a pitch deck that Genny Tartakovsky put together this was produced with Disney uh with Sony funds like so at some point this was in production uh and it got scrapped but it just recently got posted online uh, on YouTube in its entirety it got pulled down pretty quickly by Sony uh popped up again in a few other places got pulled down internet archive baby got pulled down from there too it was real upset did it Oh, yep. those bastards. I, I could probably find it on some torts. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm on the hunt already. Um, but I don't I, I props to the Internet Archive, man. Like, yeah. I think that's the only way there's been a lot of like media getting leaked lately. The Sesame Street episode, oh, which, my God, we could, yeah. which we talk all about in our Wizard of Oz episode that we did uh, this past month uh, on Cinemarketing. Go listen to that to hear yeah, about the haven't the, listened to it. It's It's a yeah. fun time. Yeah. Uh, and then the last bit of news that we want to talk about, 
uh, a movie that's beloved for all of us, the WNUF Halloween special, finally Thanks. getting its finally getting its WNUF Halloween sequel uh, set for release date uh, in this fall of 2022. Uh, I think, Lewis, you mentioned that it it's already like available. Yeah, man, to- you can buy it from uh, the director, Chris Lamartini's. Uh, Chris Lamartina's uh, shop. It's it's screened a few times uh, at some festivals here and there, some hometown screenings for him. Uh, and you know what? Everyone who's seen it seems to really adore it. Uh, it seems like a really uh, fun follow up to it. I, I don't know too much about it. I haven't ordered my DVD yet. I was kind of holding out hope for a Blu-ray, but I don't think we're going to see that for a while. So I think I'm just going to actually might pull the trigger. You can buy a hundred dollar uh, VHS copy of it, and I think I. Yeah, might. I think. Can you not buy a digital file like a 1080p no, file or something yet. from him? Mm. But uh, you no, know, Lewis, I I think that for for you and your your movie consumption, I think that the the VHS sounds like uh the right way to go. Yeah, Lewis, buy the VHS and invite us over to watch it. Sure, <laughs> I'll chip in. I'll chip in. I'll split the GoFundMe uh, uh with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, let's talk. Yeah, um. But it, it's it's out there. People have seen it. He sent out those VHS tapes to like some uh, critics and uh, people. The responses so far have been fantastic. Uh, if you haven't seen the WNUF Halloween special, can't recommend it enough. Uh, fantastic flick. Great DIY punk rock. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah. If you have uh, nostalgia for like old like old timey commercials and like uh, t- TV media from the 80s. This will be this is uh, certainly up your alley. Yeah. Me and Anthony, who watch trailers and commercials from like decades past. This movie was, uh, you know, the, the, we got a real kick out of this one. It was quite it's, a treat. It's a new uh, Halloween staple for me and me and Lewis. We did an episode on the gory picture show with Dr. Brandon Hardy on WNUF Halloween special for last Halloween. Yeah, which is a super fun episode. And I'll tell you what, subscribe over there. Keep an eye on the feed because uh, we might be having uh, a special guest to talk about the sequel pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I mean, didn't Chris LaMartina? He's he's probably he's heard the episode, right? He's he's heard the episode. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's in touch. <laughs> Sweet. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Well, God, we're moving up in the world. All right. Uh, So now let's move on to before we get to San Diego Comic-Con, we have another lineup to announce. The Venice Film Festival uh, for this year uh, have announced their slate. And we were just saying, like, the the gets that they got for this seems to be really, uh, really, you know, high profile directors. Uh, We already... They already announced that Pearl is going to be playing at Venice this year. Um, we also have uh, The Whale from oh. Darren Aronofsky. Brendan Fraser. Big Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so on board for it. <laughs> All I saw is that picture of Brendan Fraser like being fat. And I'm like, yep, sign me up. <laughs> We, the Frasier Renaissance is upon us. They don't and, even need a trailer. Just put that image up on a movie screen and show it for two minutes. <laughs> That's the trailer. Yeah, man. We also got a new flick from Luca Guadagnino. We got a new Martin McDonough movie, and that's got like you know basically the cast of In Bruges. Yeah, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Awesome. And it also seems like he's going back to his like roots of making like you know Good kind movies. of like a like Irish dark comedy kind of seems like inspired by like, you know, a lot of his like stage plays, like in that same vein, you which say back think, to his roots. What has he done since? That well, I mean, there's, uh, well, I mean, there's three billboards. There's three like billboards which, oh yeah. Three billboards. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. also the open at opening night film is uh blonde. Um, the Marilyn Monroe biopic, the Netflix is going to put out. Um, it's actually, it's kind of rare cause it's the opening night film. And it's also still in competition. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's a new Noah Baumbach movie uh, coming out there. And then there's also um, I think it's the premiere of Don't Worry, Darling, Olivia Wilde's uh, directorial effort uh, after Booksmart, which is uh, exciting. And I don't know if you guys have followed the, I, the kind of crazy drama that has been leaked from the, the production online. But what's the problem with it? No. So, I well, mean, not an issue with the movie, but, you know. I know it's a yeah, Olivia Wilde. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think when she was 
she was uh, premiering this movie or like premiering it at some festival or like at CinemaCon. Yeah, that's where it was. <laughs> like while she was like on stage introducing it, got served divorce papers by Jason Sudeikis. Oh, I saw that. Which is oh, super wow. ironic because apparently this is the movie that caused them to get a divorce. She started seeing the star of it, uh, Harry Styles. The there's also apparently a lot of tension between her and Florence Pugh right now. And Florence Pugh isn't like even really attempting to promote this movie at all. Uh, and the reason for that is apparently Olivia Wilde hooks up with Harry Styles during the shoot of this movie and apparently just fucks off um, and <laughs> is like not super present. And Florence Pugh more or less takes over directing a lot of the movie. Um, is this? Yeah, it, it, it was a it's a whole mess. And like it, it is based on like a lot of hearsay. Like, obviously, I don't think we'll ever get like the full story there. But based on how she's Florence Pugh is like not really uh, promoting it at all. I'm inclined to believe that at least it's somewhat accurate that uh, she was kind of an absentee director and acting like kind of a dick. Apparently, like two weeks before the uh, the shoot was supposed to be over, like she served everyone on the crew, with, like NDAs and stuff to keep um, them quiet about like all the stuff that went on during production but you know TikTok well you know what i guess i guess you know what i didn't like book smart so i'm probably if this movie's in any way similar i'm probably not gonna like this one either so well i mean this doesn't look like a coming of age movie it's just the the trailer it looks looks very mysterious like it kind of like this old-timey 50s movie you know what else it kind of reminded me of which i think also might be a bad omen is last night at soho is is what it made me uh think of oh i can see that man what a disappointment that movie was Uh, tell me about it you you like that one lewis no no i was i was bummed by it man i oh i I thought you said you love it i was like no no i i really didn't care for it i was i i I actually thought it was kind of a bad movie which is just weird Uh, for me to say about an edgar wright movie I don't know. I thought it was okay. It had some. It had some promise. It was extremely messy, though. Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, all right. Now, the big capper, the big cap, Captain America in the new movies. Oh Jesus Christ! Marvel. Um. So Lewis, <laughs> they announced five and six phases for Marvel. Why don't you Why don't you take us through all of the Marvel things that are going to happen cuz I, I honestly I don't think that I I don't think I can handle discussing any of this. So are you myself. doing this in release order, Lewis? Um yeah, I, I probably more or less. Um and okay. I'm going to try and make this like relatively quick cuz there, there was there was a lot that that went on. So really like before this came uh before like their panel or anything, like no one was really expecting anything. This is a D23 year, so everyone was like, "Oh, Marvel's just going to announce all their shit." For D23 in September. Um, but now they they came out in full force and really uh, kind of announced a lot of shit. So um, we have a new title for the Agatha Harkness uh, show. It's called Agatha Coven of Chaos. That's um, the that's the bad guy from WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, OK, who asked for that? No one. Literally no one. <laughs> um, there's uh the Captain America four starring Anthony Mackie as Captain America for the first time is called Captain America New World Order. Um, we also got the official announcement of the uh, Daredevil reboot. It's called Daredevil okay. Born Again. It also has the longest uh, season order of any of the MCU Disney Plus shows at, I think, 18 episodes, which is too much. I have heard that Daredevil is one of the better things to come out of Marvel. Is that true? It's one of the best crime dramas that ever got put on television it's 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 a really phenomenal show um, i should give it a watch then okay and it probably has a lot to do with the fact that it's like barely connected to the rest of the marvel stuff that's what i that was gonna be my next question yeah. like am i not gonna get it if because i didn't watch you know 10 seasons of fucking agents of shield or no, something you're you're completely fine just watching daredevil um, great yeah i watched it for a while i was i got i was in season two or whatever i thought it was pretty good i didn't really keep up with it because then it started getting a little too uh interconnected with the other netflix shows that i didn't watch so i was just like i don't care about this anymore but daredevil season one good self-contained uh season of television Uh, and again three yeah um but yeah uh i i'm curious how Putting it in Disney's hands is gonna yeah, go it's really interesting, this. and we know that that's not gonna be the first time we see Daredevil come back. Uh, you know, we, well, I mean, he was in he was in No Way Home, so. right? Yeah, well, we had Matt Murdock there, Charlie Cox, um, but there's a push behind 
<laughs> this Daredevil character now, which is kind of interesting. He's going to show up in the She-Hulk series. He kind of like made a little cameo at the end of the the new trailer. He's going to show up in the Echo series and uh, also will be alongside Vincent D'Onofrio uh, reprising his role as Kingpin, uh, which is great. You know, always excited. We love to Vincent see that. D'Onofrio. Yeah, he can yeah, do they- no wrong. Uh, they showed trailers for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania oh and God. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, apparently, you know, they never release these trailers online, but listen, uh, you're going to make a four. You're going to make a third Ant-Man movie and another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And we still don't have a Howard the Duck movie or series or something. What the fuck, Marvel? Hey, we were just making fun what of Kevin Smith. He? Like, who's Kevin asking Smith for almost had that series Ant-Man movie? It's almost like they hate having money and pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I think money and pussy. I think Howard the Duck. The duck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's going to be like our first introduction to like our first like proper introduction to the the kind of the new Thanos. Uh, Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country as uh kang the conqueror um jonathan majors was in loki as like a multiversal variant of kang um but this is gonna be like the first introduction of that character proper so that will be kind of interesting and is going to be it's wait wait. so wait wait. you're telling me that marvel doesn't even have original villains anymore they're using multiverse versions of villains that are dead no 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 so uh Kang the Conqueror is like kind of a just in general, like a multiversal villain, like even even the comics. He's his whole bit is really time travel, but that causes like he's the Martian Manhunter of Marvel. (laughs) No, no. okay. this is like explaining like superheroes to my grandpa. (laughs) Even dude, I am just so out of it. Like, this is dumb. (laughs) Is is he Thanos? <laughs> this is this is fucking dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. The the best way anyway. we can explain it is that yes, he's Thanos now. Let's, yeah, but also it's, it's, al- it's also funny, Ant, that you're like, wait, so they're just using like multiverse versions of villains who are already dead, as if they didn't do that with Thanos in Endgame. <laughs> you're right, they did. Yeah, that's they exactly. Did. <laughs> but you gotta remember, I didn't see Endgames. So. Seriously. Yeah. No, I only saw, dude, I saw the first two Avengers movies and the second one was garbage. I Well, no the, blame the, you for the, jumping the, off. The there. last two um, was so much better. Right, whatever. Um, anyway, so um, that was, you know, they announced like basically that full slate of phase five. Those are like the new ones that they announced that I just mentioned. That also includes like, uh, I think phase five wraps up with Fantastic Four which we don't have a cast or director for yet because uh, the Spider-Man guy dropped out. Um, there's also going to be Blade in there and and a few others. It's all leading to, uh, you know, the end of phase six. Uh, we don't have any movies announced for this aside from the last two movies for phase six, which are going to be Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, um, which they got um, the guy who directed Shang-Chi to That's uh, Dustin Daniel Cretton. Yeah. Who, you know, I really like Shang-Chi, so I'm I'm pretty on board for that. Um, oh, really? I, I didn't know you liked Shang-Chi. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, honestly, just a fun kung fu movie, like, hmm, even yeah. separated from everything else. Yeah, but it's also telling that, like, of their phase four flops, they're like, all right, shit, Shang-Chi was one of the good ones. Just, just tap that guy, get him. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. <laughs> okay. Um, and no, then it's we're going not to, certainly not get Taika Waititi. No, I'm I'm hoping after. I mean, I even like the guy, but Jesus, that fucking Thor movie is so bad. Um, yeah, so it's Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, and then it's going to end with Avengers: Secret Wars. Um, which you know, Both we, coming out in the same year. Yeah. yeah. So my theory on this, and this might not be the case. I actually think the Avengers: The Kang Dynasty is actually going to be a young Avengers movie. Um and uh, Avengers, Avengers babies, yes, <laughs> Avengers Hell babies. Yeah. Muppets babies <laughs> crossover. <laughs> um, and this Avengers Secret Wars will be like Avengers proper. Um, Secret Wars is I, I I'm really excited for that. Uh, it's definitely would be like the logical choice for a culmination of the multiverse saga, which is what this you know post uh end game saga is now officially called um 
it's gonna be cool man uh, i i hope it, it kind of lives up to those hickman comics because i i really like them um it also just then promises um a really big presence by dr doom which i i think will be uh will be really interesting but we know pretty much nothing about it other than the title so we're gonna have to wait and see for that i I don't know looking at all this and i know a majority i don't even know if this is true but i would assume a majority of people who see these marvel movies don't give a fuck about the tv shows i have a feeling a lot of people who see these movies aren't watching the fucking disney plus shows i think uh right now they're doing way too much they're gonna overinflate this bubble and it may pop I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think, this is, I think this is too much content. This is too much. I mean, here's the thing. I think that I'm starting to slowly see the 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 cracks, like like even in the Marvel fandom of people being like, like, like I think Thor Love and Thunder, I think that was like the straw that broke the camel's back where people are like, like phase four is like directionless and these movies uh, are not leading to anything. But now that it seems like they are leading to something, I feel like there's probably going to be an uptick of like people giving the benefit of the doubt, yeah. which is something but that look, I don't man, think that I'll, they were able to do before. I'll tell you what, like I, I, I understand like the there's definitely too much content. There's there's a lot going on. But like, you know, for every Thor Love and Thunder, like there's a Miss Marvel, which is I mean, Miss Marvel was a Disney Plus show. It it just wrapped up a couple weeks ago and it's fucking phenomenal. It's 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 a really great story. It centers um Muslim Americans in a way that feels really authentic without really like talking down to anyone and uses the heritage of that character to kind of enhance her origin story in a really meaningful way. Um, And I think when we're seeding these like younger heroes that are going to be probably the face of this Kang dynasty movie, I think there's a, there's a lot of potential for, for things to kind of turn around. But I I will say like so far this phase of the MCU has been as bad as it has been enjoyable. So it could still go either way. I don't yeah. know. I, I think the peak was with Infinity War, and I don't think Marvel. Marvel's. I think Disney's trying to chase that, and I don't think they ever will. They're never going to have a, a movie as big as Infinity War. It's it's not going to happen. No, they I, did. They had, it was called Endgame. I think that's what I, I mean. Endgame, not Infinity War. Endgame, Endgame. Yeah. If any, they're, they're not. Can, it's not going to happen. It's it's not going to happen. I don't know. If anything can do it, I really do think it's Secret Wars. Um, Secret Wars is the it is a bigger more epic story than the infinity saga for for certain um and i also like that like we're now pulling from like kind of more modern classics uh from marvel instead but even but but even that look i i feel like the points you guys are making are from the perspective of people who are fans of marvel which is fine but what I'm saying is like, I go maybe just because of the side of TikTok I'm on, I'll go on TikTok and I'll see a lot of people being like, why do I, why does every movie look the same? Why does everything have a friggin, uh, you know, superhero in it? And these aren't movie people on TikTok. These aren't comic people on TikTok. These are just regular people who happen to be of a younger generation than me. You know, like they're in their, they're like 18, 19 or even early 20s, you know, 10 years younger than me, 10 to seven or eight years younger than me. I mean, if you're talking about like them doing business the same way that they did with Endgame, yeah, I don't know if they'll ever get there. Um, I mean, it's not business at all. I'm just talking about like just being able to pull the crowds that they used to and being able to get the the business. Because at the end of the day, it is business. If they're not making money on it, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Well, hey, here, listen, um, far be it from me to ever want Marvel to make more money off of anything. So that's I'm not I'm not coming at it from that angle. I don't care. I I honestly I go into every Marvel movie. I'm like, please let this be the one that flops. Eternals was a godsend for me. I was like, <laughs> I want there to be some cracks in the hull because um, I don't I hate it when it's just like that's, they're, that's guaranteed, what I'm they're guaranteed hits every time. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm waiting for them to fail still. And that's what and, I'm saying. Yeah, no, no. But I'm saying I'm also thinking you're saying like, oh, they're, they're not going to, you know, make as much money as it. My heart, my heart weeps for those those movie theater workers in 2025 who in a six month span have to work triple shifts on Avengers <laughs> opening Avengers weekend movies. movies. Yeah. but here's the thing mike i don't know if uh, that's what i'm saying because those are that's that's still almost three years out right 
and there may be delays. Who knows? These movies might get delayed. Oh, there will the definitely end. be delays. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at this point, we can't tell. They're pumping all this shit in a three-year span. Let's say three years. Are people finally just gonna be like, dude, this is just fucking? I, I I'm not doing this anymore. Yes. I don't know if it'll let, happen at a large it. scale, but I feel like a large chunk, maybe not even a large chunk, but a sizable chunk of their audience is just going to be bored. Like they're, they're going to be done happen. with it. They're going to step away yes. from Marvel and go, I don't want to watch this anymore. I am licking my lips. I am salivating <laughs> at this thought. Yes, please let it happen. I want to dry up the well, please. Exactly what's going to happen. They're let's over, end the- like I said, they're, they're overinflating the bubble that they created and it's not going to end well. It's not. I'm, and I'm, I'm seeing it already. <laughs> I've got I've got the popcorn ready. Let's go. Let's watch the ship burn. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it, it, but even so, the same thing, the no, same but even with the live action Disney movies, that's also going the same way. They're overinflating this bubble to the point where these live action Disney movies are starting to make less and less money. Yeah, but they're also still breaking records, and they're yeah, still and like also the most the most like culturally significant movies that get released. Like they get more. Like, even though, like, people on TikTok might be like, oh, this is boring, they still make more money than basically any movie that comes out in a given year. So it's even if they make less money than they used to, they're still, like, on top of the film industry. Yeah, and I I gotta say, let's face it, since COVID hit, movies have not done as well as, like, even the worst Marvel movies that have come yeah, out. Like, even yeah, people, movies, movies in general have been weird. It's so weird going to a movie theater, and it's like, well, you got two choices. No, totally. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I understand what you're saying with, like, you know, like, there's there's this feeling of of a general fatigue, fatigue right? Yeah. These, these are not... <laughs> it, it, it's hard to think of it, but, like, you know, that's that's not who they're making these movies for. They're not making it even for people like me who like the comic books it's they're for kids <laughs> and kids still and, like this shit yeah and so and also I, I also recognize that i'm also seeing this from a very american perspective because i do know these movies also do gangbusters in like china yeah they absolutely. do amazingly over there so i don't know what the market's like over there i don't know what the general consensus over there i don't know anything about the chinese film industry i think I the really most don't. we're ever gonna get from like the foreseeable future it's i i don't think we have like a end of the mcu uh in on the horizon at all i think if anything maybe they're just going to scale back releases a bit and by that i they'll probably still release the same amount of movies but they'll probably just cut out those disney plus shows which is good because the disney plus shows for the most part of the if you look at it as a whole the disney plus shows the, the tv series not even just disney plus the tv series because you had agents of shield on abc and all that other shit mm. um they're the worst part of the mcu when taken as a whole they are the yeah, worst well, I don't know because you, you have overall. things like Daredevil. You have like I, I think course, there's there something to be said out. for Wandavision. I, I, I again, like I yeah. really mean it. Fucking Miss Marvel is very good. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, and and She Hulk looks like it might be fun. Like, yeah, it, no, it does. There are standouts. No, it totally does. There are standouts, of course, but if you take it as a whole, if you take like an average score of everything of all the movies and an average score of all the TV shows, I could. I wouldn't guarantee it, but I, I have a feeling that the the TV series would be uh, less good. No, I mean, and it's not really. I mean, going into like the the consensus, it's like I feel like most of these Marvel things on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like, oh, it's fun, seven out of ten, and then it gets like a ninety seven percent on Rotten well, Tomatoes. Well, I, I, I'm fresh. saying I'm saying it's not even my mind is not even more of a quantitative statement. It's more of a qualitative statement. Like, yeah, obviously you can't go based off the Rotten Tomato scores. I'm saying if you took a random survey of people and ask them, you know what I mean? Like just Marvel watchers, I dare I, I can almost guarantee you that the movies are probably get higher praise than the TV shows. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, for, for sure. Every time yeah. a TV show comes out, every time a Marvel show comes out, I always hear more complaints about always WandaVision, too many episodes, or this show CGI is bad. Or, you know, there's WandaVision was too few thing. episodes was the fucking problem. They just Yeah. Or maybe oh, just, or, or that the issue of the the shows is that they uh, they structure them and pace them like movies, so they just kind of feel like elongated, and there's yeah. uh, a lot of random filler for a couple episodes, and then like the finale just sets well, up for the, the the next show. Well, that's that, happening. That's not just a Marvel problem. It's happening everywhere. TV shows are shot like movies. Movies are shot like TV shows. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing anymore. It seems like it's very odd. Yeah. Well. I uh, can't wait to watch none of these movies. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to see, I'm, I'm see maybe one, if anything. <laughs> I'm going to see all of them opening night, and I'm going to drag my wife. Yeah. God. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you can you can be our our uh, you can be our ambassador uh, on the all of Marvel's phases five and six when yeah. those come out. But we'll anyway, it so we don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> he's not the nostalgia critic. He's not Robbie Robert Zombie. Um, but anyway, so thanks for joining us for this month's episode of Market Research, where we went over all the news and bullshit, and we'll be back again at the same time at the end of next month to deliver all the same complaints that we normally do. So uh, thanks uh, for joining me, guys. I wanted to give a little sign off. Bye. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> I was going to say. Lewis, oh, are we plugging? Is that leave. okay? Um, follow me on Twitter at Louis J. Otero. Uh, subscribe to the Gory Picture Show. We have a new episode. I think Brandon's just finishing up the edit on it today, so it should be up pretty fucking soon after this goes up. So the yeah, Gory Picture and- Show. I still and I, I do a show with, it. and you probably know already. I do a show with Mike Cinema Marketing. Our next episode uh, is in the process of being made right now, uh, and we're gonna have we're, a, a we're gonna have a Monster Kid guest to to help us through this uh, this big epic failure. Yeah, it's John Carter. It's it's <laughs> gonna be. I'm not looking. I haven't watched it yet. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm doing it for you guys. So yeah. my new let's go anticipated episode yep. of Cinema Marketing. I can't wait for this. All right. Well. That, uh, follow us on Cinemarketing Podcast uh, on Instagram and at CinemarketPod on Twitter. Uh, that's where I post all of the little hints and news-related uh, stuff relating to the movie that we're going to be discussing next. Uh, I'll post the videos and the commercials that we'll be uh, talking about, and uh, you can get a little bit of a, an appetite for the next movie. So yeah, so uh, I'll be posting those over there. You can follow me at my personal Twitter uh, at the Kino Man on t- Twitter and Instagram. Uh, basically, at this point, I'm I'm only just plugging the show i don't have any fun twitter hot takes anymore it's all just uh this i have no identity outside of the show anymore uh mike, anyway congrats mike we yeah. you, you grew up no more twitter yeah yeah <laughs> i uh, sometimes a little twitter as a treat but it's not even a treat it just makes me feel bad uh but anyway thanks again for listening and uh we'll see you next time bye May.